What's up, Brave Nation? This is the Ethos Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McKay, and I've got that voice you're used to hearing from West Kentucky, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, John, how's it going with you? It's going. The Braves are pretty good. They they're one and one in their last game. They're they went. Uh, let's do math here. Four and or three and three against the American League East, or no, three and two against the American League East. So, and they're still going against American League East teams this weekend. So yeah, we'll yeah, see. you know it. Uh, it you um, you know you you hope that. Uh, you can be competitive against uh, against that. You know that that American League, that East is is pretty tough. You know, considering yes. you know Friday night it's the Blue Jays, but you know the Red Sox still are above 500. Um, mm-hmm. But then you roll around with the Orioles and 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 the way that they're playing too. So uh, I mean that's probably the toughest division. If I had to pick a division. I think that's probably the toughest division that there is uh, in baseball because of those uh, teams. Because you look the Yankees, um, mm-hmm. you know, you got the Orioles, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, uh, the Rays. Uh, you know, you got four or five teams there that could uh, potentially, uh, you know, be in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and you almost forget about everybody else, to be quite honest with you, of all the other American League teams. It's, you know, it's kind of like the – the um, Braves with their division, uh, you know, you had the Mets, you had the Braves, you had the Phillies, uh, and at times the Marlins aren't bad. Uh, so, you know, it, it's pretty tough, but you stick to those three teams and, and you stick to in that division, you got four or five teams. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. That gauntlet, you know, the Yankees don't dominate that anymore. And the mm-hmm. Red Sox, uh, because the Blue Jays and the Orioles have gotten really good, and now the Rays obviously – are still good. So, you know, the Braves are just young talent on their team. So, anyway, it's it's tough, very tough. And tonight the Blue Jays come, you know, it's going to – it doesn't get any easier. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about, um, you know, the Orioles. The Orioles are in second place, and they would be winning any other division they win except for the American League and National League East. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's funny how, again, you know – if you're an Orioles fan and all of a sudden you're like, man, we haven't had any good years, you know, in, in so many, so many years. And now we mm-hmm. have good years and it seems like everybody else is having good years. So, <laughs> uh, you can't, uh, you know, anyway, I, I, I get it. It's, uh, it's like the Brewers maybe in that, uh, central division, you know, the Cardinals were always dominant in that central division. And then the Brewers turn out to be, you know, a good team and you still can't get past the Cardinals. So, um, they, or have the Cubs, they have fallen you know, hard times. They have fallen yeah. hard times. Yeah, you know the Cubs the same way. You know when the the Cubs actually have a good year, you still got to deal with the Cardinals. You know, so um, you know, and and if you you look at the um, Western Division, uh, you got the Padres, you've got um, the Giants, you've got the Dodgers. Who the Dodgers normally control that uh, division, and uh, you know then the Padres are going to turn out to be really good, but then they got to deal with the Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, so, anyway, I guess that just goes to show you how how good uh, baseball can be. But then again, you know, 162 games, anybody anybody can get off to a good start and have in the first 30 to 45 games and be good. It's always what you do at the end. Uh, you know, you want to be hanging on at the end. So, so we'll see. that. But that division, that uh, American League East is uh, pretty tough. Yes, it is. Um Arizona and Colorado aren't too bad this year either, are they? Uh, no. In the West? They're not. But, but again, once they turn out, you know, if they're good, uh, you know, if somebody like Arizona or Colorado are good, you got to turn around and you still got to beat the Giants, the Dodgers, and, and you the, know, Padres. the Padres. The Padres are turning mm-hmm. out to be pretty good this year when the Padres have not been very good. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just uh, – it's it's hard. It's It's a – uh, it's tough, but you know the way that the wild card is set up. You know they don't just take. Uh, you know they're taking anybody and everybody. Uh, so uh, you know you've got a chance still to, to secure one of those uh, two wild card spots, which um, you know uh, hopefully softens the blow a little bit if you're having a good year. Right. Um, 
speaking of the Braves, though, um, a lot of injury concerns. I know we're shifting topics, well, but a lot yeah, of injury concerns. I, I, yeah, you know, we talked about in the very beginning how the that pitching staff was going to be, you know, one of the best, probably one of the better ones uh, around. Uh, and now, you know, your uh, top two candidates, um, our top two guys are on the injured list and may be there for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Max Freed, uh, you know, we found out uh, at the end of our last podcast how he was going on the injured list. It appears that he'll be out for two, possibly two months, uh, and it looks like that uh, Max uh, Kyle Wright will be the same. He'll be out, you know, those two months. I know they have not announced the starter uh, for Sunday's game, and I'll be interested to see how they go. You know, they had a bullpen game, which I absolutely cannot stand the bullpen game. Uh, they had a bullpen game, uh, which didn't do too bad until um, somebody, I can't remember, one of them ran into trouble uh, in the fourth inning or so. Uh, so, you know, I, we, we can't, we don't, we don't have to go back to a bullpen game. We got guys down in the, in the, you know, in, in the lower levels that can come up and pitch. Although uh, the the two guys we thought might have a chance to fill out that rotation, and Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster have struggled uh, in the minors. You know, even though Dylan Dodd came up and pitched a, very, a pretty good game the last time that he was up. So he pitched um, the Florida game, didn't he? Uh, or Miami, pardon? sorry, Miami. Pardon, pardon. He pitched the Miami game last week, didn't he? They were yeah, really good. Yeah, and yeah, it pitched really well. Um, you know, I think. Um, you know, Mike Soroka, if we can get him back, and I know they're wisely not rushing him back, uh, mm-hmm. giving him the opportunity to make sure that he, uh, you know, still uh, does everything that he's supposed to do before he gets there. But I could see potentially, uh, you know, that occurring with him coming back um, maybe sooner rather than later. That could help if he could pitch like he did you know, if he could pitch 75% like he did uh, the, the years that, that he did before he got injured, you know, you take that, uh, mm-hmm. and that would stabilize it just a bit. Uh, and I might just bring up one of those guys and Don and Schuster and just say, okay, fellas, um, which one of you is going to pitch better, and whoever pitches better just stays. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I, I just I, – I, it, it's going to come down to where you're going to have to figure it out when – uh, Freed and Wright come back anyway, um, and so. But now you're asking Spencer Strider, and and uh, you're asking uh, Charlie Morton, and you know we all thought Bryce Elder, uh, he he deserved to be on the on the rotation, and now all of a sudden he definitely is there, and he's probably going to be there to stay through the end of the year. So um, I don't know if they'll try to go out and pick up a veteran or not, or you know there's been some. Um, you know, small indications they might try to go back and pick up somebody else. Uh, who knows? Uh, but at this point, um, you know, I might just stick one of my uh, rookie kids, bring him up and let him pitch. And, and um, definitely do not do the bullpen game, which I can't stand. But, uh, you know, we're, we're better than that in this day and age. We got guys that can, that can pitch. Um, Bryce Elder leads the MLB in earned run average. <laughs> well, you know, I hope he keeps pitching like he's uh, pitching for his job. Uh, I would say at this present moment, he doesn't have to be pitching like it is for his job, but we still need him to be pitching, you know, uh, like like he has uh, the last, uh, well, the start of the season. Um, because, you know, what started out as a, a good rotation is turning into, you know, more um, – who do we call up next? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. definitely not what the doctor ordered. Uh, now we're using the doctor way too much. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Bryce Elder, we need him to continue doing what he's doing. Um, I, I hope he feels secure, but yet you almost don't want him to be secure because you want him to, you know, still pitch like he's trying to get his uh, – trying to retain his job because he's pitched so great that way. And some people right. thrive when they – have to pitch for their, you know, job, basically. Some people pitch better that way. So, I don't know. You know, this um, – we all thought he could pitch. 
and we all thought he did a great job last year at the end of the end of the year. Uh, you know, and he, he's pitching uh, one of the games this weekend against the Blue Jays. It's not, and I, you know, Blue Jays aren't going to be easy to pitch to. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, your hope is that uh, he can keep that. But uh, boy, you you really, really, <laughs> really are a little worried with Freed and Wright going on the injured list. But if they come back and and they pitch, uh, so we're looking at two months. So, you know, this is May, June, July. If they get back uh, middle of July and can pitch maybe towards the end of July and we get them at the end of July, uh, the two of them um, being very strong. Because let's face it, if they pitch the end of July and they start uh, then, they will really be starting to head uphill and really start hitting their stride about playoff time. Uh, and right. that's really when you want them. So that would be good if you had your two top horses who are fresh being able to pitch uh, the playoffs because you certainly would go, you know, Max Freed, you're leading off, Kyle Wright, you're number two, and then figuring out three and four from there uh, what to do. But you got your two strongest guys who haven't pitched a whole lot of innings going the first couple of games of the playoffs. Well, I know this. Like, you know, speaking of Bryce Elder and Spencer Strider, I think that uh, 2020, that COVID shortened five-round draft was pretty profitable for the Braves. Um, <laughs> you've got Schuster, Schuster was in that draft. Yeah. Um, Strider, I believe, yeah. I'm 100%, pretty 90% was. And then Jesse Franklin, yeah. who is an outfield prospect down in Mississippi. And there's yeah. one more that I can't remember, but I think yeah. the top three were those three. <laughs> I think it's pretty profitable. Yeah, you know, you look at some of these drafts that they've had lately, John, they've been very profitable. Um, you know, in years past, I really didn't pay a lot of attention to the draft to begin with. But, um, you know, just because their prospects, uh, I've heard a lot of times you'd rather trade for a proven player right now uh, than a prospect. But the Braves, um, and, and Braves have really built themselves off uh, their scouting department and how good they have done uh, with mm-hmm. their prospects. You look at the Yankees and all the, the times where they were winning World Series, they built it off their prospects. They didn't build it off. Yeah, they did add some pieces. The Braves have done that as well, and Anthopoulos has, has done a good job of adding, you know, those extra pieces in there. And even John Sherhoats did the same thing. Um, you know, so, um, you know, we – the, the scouting department, and I think that's where it starts. And I think teams don't spend enough on their scouting department, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, because, you know, at times, uh, you know, you got the Angels who one draft picked, picked all pitchers. Uh, so, you know, that's all well and good. And they have struggled pitching-wise. But, you know, you can't do that to yourself by going out and just taking all pitchers. That's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, you know, you've got to have something else. So I, I don't think teams spend enough on their scouting department, honestly, because that's really where it begins. You know, that's the bottom level thing, but yet that should be uh, the one that's paid the most. Because if you find the scouts like the Braves have that have been able to find these guys, um, you know, like your like your Kyle Wright, like your Dansby, you know, Dansby's not even though he wasn't drafted, um, but still – uh, you know, you're able to trade and you're able to know who those guys are. Um, you know, the, you, you're you able the Chipper Joneses of the world, you know, the Andrew Joneses, you know, things like that. You know, your scouting department are the ones who find those guys. Um, and, you know, those guys are Hall of Famers. And, you know, we've got some guys uh, that have come up that I think can be Hall of Famers. Uh, and, and, but it's the scouting department that really is number one on the list. There's a – he was a former scouting department guy for the Braves. He went – and he, you mentioned Angels. It made me think of it. He he left um, and went to the Angels, and David O'Brien talks very highly of him. Manasium? Yeah. I can't yeah. remember his last name to be – his name to be honest with you, but it's something similar to that. And sorry I'm right. that. But right. um, and I think – I think he'll help the Angels out, really, because he did a phenomenal job with, like you said, scouting for the Braves. So I think yeah. the Angels will be on the up and up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, 
again, it's it's vitally important that you have those scouts out there who are looking for, uh, you know, the Mike Trout of the world, um, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, and, and pitching, you know, the Braves scouts have been able to find great pitching. Um, you know, look at Spencer Strider, you know, look at Bryce Elder, look on down this, the uh, line. You got Tom Glavin, you got John Smoltz. Uh, you can even go back to Steve Avery. You know, those guys, you know, they've been able to find the pitching over the years, and then you add the pieces. And, and this year is going to be no different. You know, you're going to hope that uh, Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster can uh, put it back together and, um, you know, and, and get us, you know, get something out of, out of this year, um, you know, and, and be able to help in the rotation. Uh, but, uh, but I don't know. I, I'm glad that I don't have to make those decisions. Cause those are hard decisions to make, you know, I mean, scouting, you're looking at these guys in college. Uh, you're looking at these guys in high school, potentially. I mean, these guys oh, yeah. are being drafted out of high school. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. If I was drafted out of high school, <clears throat> forget college, baby, I'm going wherever mm-hmm. it is. I'm going, I would not mm-hmm. stick around for college. If my life depended on it, I am gone. Okay, and I understand some of these kids going. Some of these kids well, may Jason not like where they're. Yeah, some of these guys may not like where they're drafted. Some of these guys may go to college to try to get, you know, maybe the team that owns them. Um, you stay long enough, and they don't own you anymore. Uh, you know, I I don't care personally. Um, I'm gone. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, college was fun. I will tell you, college was fun. Um, uh-huh. so, um, I, I maybe too much fun, I guess, but, uh, you know, I made a lot, I, I'm, more of my lifelong friends were made in college than in mm-hmm. high school. Okay. And that's what I've tried to remind my kids, you know, here of late is you're going to make more lifelong friends in college than you are in high school. And, and they have, uh, but if I was drafted straight out of high school, I'm headed to wherever it is they want me to go to get started okay. playing. I guarantee you there were tons of scouts at all those Marshall County games back in the day. Well, I mean, um, there were, you know, the, the the one kid in particular that was drafted that was uh, that ended up he ended up going to UK, Scott Chambers, great arm, great, you know, whatever, um, mm-hmm. you know, and even even you go the route of uh, Paducah Tillman just down the road, uh, Terry Shumpert uh, was a was a guy that uh, that I played against. And he was drafted. He went to the Rockies, and he played. He was up for a couple of seasons with the Rockies. Didn't get, you know, to, oh, wow. to play a whole lot. But uh, but he still had uh, a couple of very productive years. So, I mean, there were some kids. But, but I, I've said it all along. If you're going to play baseball, you're not going to probably be in this area to play baseball. Uh, you're going to be going somewhere else. You know, probably of the likes where you're at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, close to, to – Teams like, uh, you know, your minor league teams, close to those, you're probably going to find those guys going there. I know some kids, you know, have, have played travel ball in Clarksville and some other places. Uh, so, um, you know, you're going to find that, um, you know, these kids are going to go elsewhere besides staying here. Uh, there's a kid at Louisville, uh, Jason West, I believe is his name. Um, he's a great oh. left-handed pitcher. Uh, he Hillman? was fantastic. Yeah, from Tillman. He was fantastic in, in uh, high school. Um, he won himself. Yeah, he went to Louisville, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, but he left his uh, – he ended up graduating early, uh, had Tommy John surgery, graduated early, uh, went to Louisville, and uh, so he was able to get started. But that's the other key to this whole, um, you know, part of – of playing the, the game of baseball is, is you want to be playing to get to your next contract, you mm-hmm. know, so you're going to be signed, you know, but then again, in, in, in college, um, some of these college players are starting to make more money now um, yeah. because of the NIL deals. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at the WNBA players and look at the college players. If you watch the, the national championship game in college between LSU and, and, um, and uh, Iowa, which was a great game, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. If you watch, if you watch those series, you got um, Ashley Reese, who's making you know several hundreds of thousands of dollars. You got Caitlin Clark, 
doing the same. I mean, these kids are making millions of dollars in college. So right. that was one reason. But, but again, much like the NFL, you know, in college, you got your three years in college, and then you get, if you're a good player, you want to get out. Because the mm-hmm. whole thing about the NFL is you're working to get to that next contract uh, because that next contract is going to pay you an enormous amount of money. Uh, so, so you're working that away. And that would be me coming out of high school is I'm working to get to that next contract. If I'm a very good player, uh, I'm going to work my butt off, you know, those first few years, try to get as high as I can to get to my next contract. Um, I'll, uh, I got some questions for you when we go off the recording about uh, Justin West. Um, yeah. But I'll talk to you about that later. <clears throat> um, yeah. Let's see. We covered the injuries. Um, do you, so I got three options for you to fill two spots. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Um, okay, I, I, I got two spots. I got four. Okay. The ace okay. for the ace of Gwinnett is right now Alan Winans. You don't uh, okay. you don't hear much about him. Um, right. Probably will turn uh, out to be a great pitcher. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You've got Dylan Dodd, Jared Schuster, and Mike Soroka. Michael Soroka, yeah. sorry. He, he yeah. wants to be called Michael now. Uh, ah, okay. Um, who would you bring up to fill these two spots? Uh, so, so, you know, we've already seen um, Schuster and Dodd. Uh, you know, they've mm-hmm. already got their drink of water, I guess, in the, in the majors. Um, I might – um, if Mike Soroka was ready to go, I'd bring up Soroka for one, mm-hmm. uh, because he's already got experience. Uh, and if Wyman was, is having a great year, I might give him a shot and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, you know, you've given Dodd and Schuster a chance, uh, because let's face it, when you look at what we started with, you know, we were going to start with Max Freed, Kyle Wright, um, Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider. Those were going to be the four number. Those were four guys right there that were number ones that were going to automatically start. And then we were going to try to figure out between uh, Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster, which one of those two was going to fill the fifth spot. And mm-hmm. as we found out, neither one of them could. And Bryce Elder took the fifth spot, you know? Right. Uh, so those two guys had an opportunity because then you still had uh, Kyle Wright, who was on the injured list. And so those two guys were going to get a chance to pitch, uh, and Bryce and, and potentially Bryce Elder too. And so Elder fills the spot, and now you got uh, two spots available still. And I, you know, I, but but if Soroka's ready, that's number one on my list. Let's bring him up and let's get him going. Um, and if you know Wyman's having a good year, I might give him a shot at it uh, because again, Dodd and Schuster already been there. And they couldn't mm-hmm. nail down that role, uh, so I might give uh, Wyman another chance, a, a chance to come up and pitch. That's I, fine. What's yours? I actually agree with you. Um, I'd like to see. I'm, I haven't seen much of Wyman. I I just know what he's done. The right. statistics are not. Just I've heard good things about him. I don't know how yeah. that, that would translate to the major league club, but yeah. uh, I'd like to see his shot. Um, well, I'd like to, you know, and I definitely, of course, I want to see Michael Soroka. That, that's yeah. definitely. Yeah, the guys that are uh, that fly under the radar are usually the ones that turn out to be pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I think Bryce Elder would be a guy who kind of flew under the radar. Um, Spencer Strider, I think, would be a guy that kind of flew under the radar, and he's not flying under the radar now. He's way above the radar. <laughs> no. Um, you know, I think guys like that. Um, if, and it, honestly, if you really look at it, Mike, excuse me, Michael Soroka, I'm not used to that. Uh, Soroka might be a guy who kind of flew under the radar, too. He certainly surprised everybody a few years ago when he came up and, you know, was a Cy Young candidate in that rookie year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a guy that flew under the radar. A lot of those guys that fly under the radar are the ones that are going to be, you know, the good, the good players. You know, we heard about Ronald Acuna. You know, we knew he was coming. Uh, same thing with Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman. Uh, some of those guys we knew they were coming and they were going to be the real deal. But those guys that fly under the radar are uh, really, again, we talk about that scouting department, uh, really make the scouting department look a thousand, a billion times better 
because they found the diamonds in the rough, and that's what a lot of your percentages of players are, the diamonds <laughs> in the rough. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. yes, we know the Fernando Tatises, those guys are going to be good good players, the Juan Sotos, those guys. Speaking of a guy, you know, that would have been straight out of high school and Juan Soto. Uh, so, you know, those guys are – are, uh, uh, those guys are hard to find. That's what the scouting department does. But, but um, yeah, you know, the pitching staff um, is, is going to have to be pieced together for the next couple of months. And here's the fortunate thing about the pitching staff is, you know, we can score runs. Right. Um, if we got to outslug you, then we'll outslug you. You know, like in a football game, that a, that team that doesn't have defense, they're just going to outscore you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, yes. Uh, I believe that can happen, uh, and I believe um, that the, the defensive side of things has been really shored up with Arcia coming back. Um, I, I think, you know, as much as I wanted, I didn't agree with the decision to send Von Grissom down, maybe that was the right decision to make uh, because Arcia seems to be, uh, and, and from what, I, what I've heard on the defensive side of things, he's kind of shored up that position at shortstop. Uh, so I think that's going to be your everyday guy uh, unless he gets hurt again. Uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, you've got a good defense behind you. Uh, you got a good offense. We just ask you to go out and pitch and not mess it up uh, yourself uh, with walks, walks, walks. You know, last game Bryce Elder, I think, had four walks. Uh, very unusual for him, but he still went five and a third, and he kept the team in the game uh, until, you know, they could go win it. So that's the kind of – that's what you ask out of out of them is, hey, and even though he had four walks, you look at those four walks, he still pitched five and a third innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you cut those walks in half and, and even cut it to, to zero walks, well, there's, you know, 16 pitches right there that you threw that were walks when, when uh, you know, you, you give me another 10 of those back and all of a sudden you've got six innings, maybe six and a, half, six and a third innings. So <laughs> – so, anyway, that's what you're asking of these guys. Just go out and pitch. You do your job. Don't walk anybody. Uh, give us a chance to score more runs than the other team. Um, one minute injury. Um, Adrianzo was put on the 10-day IL, and he was making rehab starts at Rome. He made one last night, and he had a couple of RBIs yeah. and a couple of hits. He had a sacrifice. I know he had a, at least one sacrifice fight in yeah. their uh, win over Asheville. They beat Asheville last night. Yeah. Yeah. That's another injury update. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at, you know, we're talking about um, um, talking about Michael Soroka and um, lost to the to the Sounds Thursday night, 4-2. to two, uh, Gave up three earned runs in four innings. Uh, so he's 0-2 with a 5.47 ERA. Uh, so... That, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Maybe... Maybe maybe not ready to come up just yet, you know. <laughs> Those three runs were on one home run, though. They were on a three-run homer by Keston Hira. They're the gotcha. Brewers. Yeah. Uh, massive first base park. Yeah. He's a massive. Uh, he's yeah. at the, I think he's been with the state club for the Brewers at one point, and he is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, again, um, offensively, uh, we're going to have to win these games, uh, maybe out slugging, uh, but mm-hmm. we're going to have to really rely on Strider and, and Morton and Elder uh, to get us through. And that's not a bad uh, piece of business uh, that way, but, um, you know, right now we're going to have to rely on, on um, you know, uh, those guys until we can get the other two back. Uh, but, uh, you know, and it may be pieced together, pieced together, pieced together with Dylan Dodd, Jared Schuster, and whoever else they can find. And uh, so uh, that's what it may have to be. But, um, you know, they're going to have to do something. And, again, it's ironic they have not announced their starter for Sunday. Uh, so I guess trying to make that decision. And, and it won't be Soroka that will be starting on Sunday. Right. Because I just, it's, I, it's Thursday night. I, so I was doing the math in my head. <laughs> I was doing the math. Yeah. Sunday's not going to work. I'm, I'm wondering who's who's pitching at Gwinnett. Um, you know, who's who's the guy at Gwinnett that we can bring up to fill in that position? So, uh, but again, they're going to have to have. Uh, I'm trying to look to see. Let me see what the schedule is. 
uh, you know, fortunately this week uh, they had two days off, uh, which that was certainly very, very interesting to have two days off. So we go to the blue, let's look at the schedule, and it looks like they'll have next Thursday off. Uh, you know, it's Sunday, Saturday, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Blue Jays, uh, then it's the Rangers Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then they're off Thursday, and then Friday, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, so it looks like they don't have a day off uh, for a little while. Uh, so they're going to have to figure this out before it's all said and done. Um, because with only one day off next week, um, you know, if you're looking at that rotation, um, you know, Elder's going to pitch. Uh, I should say Strider pitches tonight. Elder's going to pitch uh, on uh, Saturday. Whoever's going to pitch um, Sunday, and then I guess they go back to Morton, uh, will roll back around. So, yeah, they're going to have to figure this out um, with uh, somebody to fill those two spots. Uh, somewhere along the way, uh, because I don't think we need to go away from that five-man rotation. And uh, my guess is they piece it together. So anyway, glad I don't have to make those decisions. Trying to look and see if I can see the starters for Gwinnett this weekend, but I can't. My app's not yeah. being yeah user user friendly to me right now. So well, and and that's the way it goes. We'll find it after. Um, um, we'll find it after and reading about Soroka. His first inning uh, was where uh, he had a walk, a single, a strikeout, and a three-run homer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a double walk, pop out. He threw 32 pitches, uh, basically, mm-hmm. uh, of which 19 of them were strikes. So he threw, let's say 20, yeah. let's say tw- you know 20 pitches, you know strikes, uh, and 12 of them, uh, you know 19 and 13, uh, which mm-hmm. is not too bad. Uh, but, um, but anyway, um, uh, it's still, you would like to see better, better numbers, but, um, and, you know, anyway. <laughs> and another thing, like, you know, I was listening to, I, I know I mentioned these guys daily, but I, I love listening to these guys, Eric O'Flaherty and David O'Brien, you know, yeah. O'Flaherty was talking about when he would make a rehab start, he wasn't motivated. He was just get my work in, get my work on my pitches, work, yeah. my, you know, my yeah. form. And get it done. Yeah. When you get to yeah. the major league, you you get amped up. You get motivated yeah. to pitch perfectly. So I mean, that could be part of Soroka's, you know, struggles as well. It it might not well, be he's not ready. Correct. It might just be yeah. I'm just yeah, correct. Doing correct, what I got to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, you got a lot of these guys. You know, they see a major league. They see a guy who with a potential um, for. By the way, Soroka pitched his last two innings. Um, let's see, pitched the last three innings were scoreless. Okay, so uh, so I, I, you know, a little deceiving about yeah, he gave up three runs in that um, in that first inning, but uh, second, third, and fourth were uh, were scoreless. Um, so you know you you know you roll around and you got all these guys in the minors that all of a sudden they know that they're facing a um, a major league pitcher uh, mm-hmm. like Michael Soroka, somebody like that, um, you know, they're going to be up for that. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, well, we're going to show this guy, you know, what we think, and we're going to go out. And you're right. Uh, Soroka may just be going through the motion just to be able uh, to uh, get in his pitches, work on his pitches, all that stuff, knowing that he's going to go back to the majors pretty soon. And then that's where, you know, all the hard work is going to pay off. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you're, uh, you know, you're gonna, you know, you, you got to figure it out and it may not be figuring it out in the minors. So, I mean, yeah, it may not. Yeah. Winans, you talk about Winans, he's got a 3.60 ERA with 36 strikeouts. Um, so not a bad, uh, not a bad little piece of pitching. Uh, are, are, for that guy. are you able to see when his last start was? Um, you know, I cannot see that. Uh, I'm just looking at the, the, the webpage right now. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, that's what I'm looking at. Okay. Uh, but no, I can't, I cannot see what else. Um, and even looking at the schedule, um, I can't even see where am I at? I don't even, wait, 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 duh. I gotta, 
you know, if I would pay attention to the to the uh, what it's telling me here, I could tell you. Um, so, yep. No, let's see. I can't click on it. Yeah, what do you know? Ha uh, um, ha. I'm trying to trying to see if it'll give it to me. Uh, oh no, that's the wrong. See, then again, I got to make sure I look the right click on the right date. That might mm-hmm. help. So, uh, and then the schedule just completely goes away. So again, my technology is not doing good for me either. So, oh, yay. Let's try this again. If I can. Yep. No. Oh wait, here we go. Uh, so let's see. So there, they just finished three games in that. Na- looks like they're staying in Nashville. Um, yeah, looks like they're Nashville. Be- they do a six yeah. game six games a week at one place yeah. and then they switch next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like Nashville, 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 Nashville. Um, yeah, I don't see who's up next, to be honest. I I can't see who's up next. Okay. Um, so you can't see the rotation? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm I'm uh yep. I'm a, From what I'm I hear most of the minor league teams uh, go ahead and say this. The minor league teams need offense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm noticing. Right. Right. Well, you know, yeah. looking at the um, – and just looking at, you know, what – and – okay, so – okay, wait. Here we go. Now we're talking. Now I'm looking at pitching. So, you know, Winans is 2-2 two and two with a 3.6 ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, four, he started four games. Um you know, even Schuster, Schuster is 2-0, and uh, started five games, 3.28 ERA. Um, not bad. Which is, you know, it's not bad. The only the only glaring issue that I have in his 24 innings that he's pitched, he's walked 14 guys. Okay. Oof, that can, that can come um, into bite you. Uh, yeah, so in, let's look at Winans. In his 35 innings pitched, he's walked only nine guys. Okay. That's good. Um, so... Uh, that's not, uh, you know, not too bad. And he struck out 36 guys in 35 innings. That's one to four uh, so, ratio. Yeah, so so I would take that. Uh, you know, again, we we roll back. I mean, he does have one save too, so uh, which is which is interesting. Um, so interesting. Uh, yeah, but um, he, the guy, in the you know, Yaxel Rios, uh, as we continue talking about the young guys. Um, he has had a 1.15 ERA. He's been in 13 games, um, 15 innings, and he's got four saves. There so, we go. <laughs> uh, not a not a bad piece of uh, piece of pitching right there. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. he's only given up two earned runs, uh, and that's it. Three walks. He struck out 20. So I've heard uh, that name, and I've heard and, good things about him. Yeah, and his average uh, teams are hitting only 135 against him. Uh, Dylan Dodd, look at Dylan Dodd, who's been to the the majors uh, since he's been back uh, at Gwinnett. He's one and two uh, in four games that he started, 18 innings, uh, 19 strikeouts, nine walks, but his ERA is 7.50. Okay, uh, so he's given up 15 earned runs. Um, Soroka, if you're wondering, uh, in his um, six starts. Uh, 5.47 ERA in 24 innings. Uh, he's given up 15 earned runs, struck out 22, and walked seven. Uh, so uh, that's, that ratio. that's that's pretty good. The walkout, the walk to strikeout ratio. That's, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that those are the averages that you want. You know, the the problem is uh, 32 hits, 15 mm. earned runs, uh, two homers. He's hit three. Um, you know, that's in 24 innings. But again. You know, those guys, they talk about how, you know, they take their rehab starts and, and they just uh, kind of go through the motions. You know, mm-hmm. his job is he's just working on getting back to form. He's not working on winning the game. He's working on getting back to form. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's working on his pitches, making sure, you know, he can land, uh, you know, he can do all the stuff. He can this and that. So, so yeah, you know, it's um, – uh, you know, we'll we'll take what we can get from these guys, but but um, you know let's um, let's let's get something. And again, I'm glad I don't have to make uh, those decisions. 
so I'm glad I don't have to make. Uh, Soroka was uh, the pitcher on Thursday. Uh, I thought I clicked on Wednesday. See technology. I was trying to go back and see um, see who pitched in the previous games, but my technology is not working very well too, John. So um, I clicked on the, the Wednesday game, but it sent me to Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Ah, here we go. So um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, and Schuster pitched on Wednesday. Okay. So he gave up. He, he gave Sunday. up um, seven hits. He gave up four earned runs on on um, Wednesday. I know he so, pitched really good last Friday or last Thursday. Um, yeah. Against against. Uh, oh man, I can't remember now. My brain is yeah. failing me. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Nope. Talk <laughs> to technology. Um, but I know he pitched really well. Um, I think he had no runs in five innings, I believe. But I could. I know he. I know he's really well. Um, I know he pitched really yeah. good last. Yeah. Let me let me um, check your pitch. Let me check your pitch on um, on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yep. Uh, and it's coming up. And that was Dodd. Dodd pitched on Tuesday. Uh, only went three innings and gave up eight hits, seven runs, seven earned. So. Uh, I see him pitching Sunday. Yeah, I see, I see that may be the guy. Uh, if Schuster pitching Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he might uh, he might be able to. Uh, mm. We know it's not, it's probably not going to be either one of those two. It's probably going to be Dodd, uh, just because um, he he. But but then again, uh, you know, for Gornet, somebody's got to pitch tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, right. So, uh, but I, I would you know if you're going to roll around, it's probably. Dodd, but then again, you still don't answer the burning question of you got two spots to fill. Right. Uh, so you got to be able to fill it with with somebody, and and somebody's going to have to stay. So what are you going to do? So I anyway, say, I say Dodd because Sunday would be his turn in the the Gwinnett rotation because it would, yeah, it would. Um, because yeah. that would be six. That would be the sixth game of the series. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah I can it see. Would. They're bringing up a pitcher from Mississippi to fill his spot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, um, it is one of those where you know I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions because yeah. um, you know those are going to be tough. But then again, I think we got guys that can do it. Uh, you know, again, when we go and we ask these guys coming up, you're not asking them to do a lot. But if you're mm-hmm. if you're the pitcher coming up, like Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd, or or even Michael Soroka coming back, what you are being asked to do is make sure you do your job and let us hit the ball and do our do our best. You know, you could potentially be fighting for a spot yourself. Right. Um, I mean, because for the next two months, Max Freed and, and uh, Kyle Wright are out. Right. Um, and to be honest with you, it may be longer than that. I mean, because if I understand this correctly, with both these guys, uh, at least I know Max Freed's end of it, uh, what's going to end up happening with Max Freed is he's going to have to basically shut down, can't do anything, and then when he comes back, he's going to have to almost go through spring training again to build right. that back up. Uh, and that, I guess that's the same way with Kyle Wright. You're going to have to build that back up. So is it really going to be two months or is it going to be three months? So you may not get him back till August. So, so these guys that are coming up, uh, I mean uh, – you know, if they're the real deal, we got to start seeing something out of it. And this could be guys that, you know, look, Charlie Morton's not going to be around forever. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, that's that's one spot. Uh, but these guys could be fighting for uh, opportunities either to pitch with the Braves or somebody else. In the so, future, like so. next year or the year after. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of the speaking of the Major League Club, they went one and one against the Red Sox. Charlie Morton, speaking of Charlie Morton. Yeah, really the old well, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he Too did. Um, yeah, yeah. The the old guy was uh, slinging it up there. So, um, you know, six six innings, uh, only gave up two, uh, seven strikeouts. So, uh, yeah, so not a, a bad night at the office for uh, Charlie Morton. And against and still, you know, this Red Sox team is, um, you know, not a bad team. Uh, they no, got some good not. guys on this team. Uh, but the Braves scoring four runs in the first inning, 
and then one run in the second to follow up with two in the fourth, one in the fifth, and one in the eighth, I would say that would make me a whole lot of comfortable out there. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, to be able to go out and pitch. And again, you know, you're what you're asking Charlie Morton is, hey, we just gave you, you know, you pitched great in the first, we just gave you four runs. Now you go out and do your job, and guess what? He did. He, he went he did. out and did his job for six innings, uh, and only gave up two two runs, um, and you know struck out seven in the bullpen with Yates, Mincher, and Danny Young uh, finished up, who's just recently called back up, finished up, and and uh, you know took it home. So uh, yeah, good win uh, offensively, a good win. Matt Olson again um, helping things out. Uh, with, um, you know, a uh, couple of RBIs for him. He walked three times, by the way, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and then uh, Sean Murphy again uh, with four RBIs. I mean, goodness gracious, that guy's uh, killing it. And then Ar- Arcia down the bottom of the order, uh, three for four. So, uh, nothing wrong with that down at the bottom. You know, we saw mm-hmm. Michael Harris do that last year. Uh, so, Ozuna with another hit as well. So, you know, it's, it's all clicking. And, again, uh, you know, the offense is doing their job, uh, definitely. And, I, you know, we're going to talk about Wednesday night's game. The offense didn't do their job. I understand that. They're going to go through those doldrums of where uh, they may only score a couple of runs. Uh, and then that's where the pitcher's really going to have to really do his job. Um, there are some pitchers that's never blessed with many runs, but yet they thrive when they have to pitch in those one, two run games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but, uh, but the offense definitely clicking and, uh, definitely killing it, uh, on, um, uh, Tuesday night in the short, short game, short stretch with the Red Sox. Yeah. Matt, Matt Olson stays hot in this game. Murphy is, like I said, he, he has been, uh, impressive this year. Yeah. Was he, do you know if he was this good with Oakland or is he just, no, it up I, I, I don't. You know, is anybody really good when they're in Oakland? You know, um, you know the the here's the oddity about Oakland. Here's what makes uh, players, I think, different when they leave Oakland. Is Oakland mm-hmm. is a wide ballpark? Okay, wide. The foul, okay. the foul, um, you know, foul territory is wide. You know, so some of the uh, outs. That they that guys like Murphy and Olson and some of the other guys that have been in Oakland, they would make in Oakland would be out of play in many probably every other ballpark. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know you look that into consideration of getting more chances to be able to hit uh, if there's a foul ball down the third baseline and there's such wide space out there to catch it. Well, in other ballparks it goes out of it goes out of play and you get another right. chance to hit. So so I think that's uh, you know. That's the part about playing in Oakland is, um, you know, I, I think, you know, you make more outs in Oakland than you would anywhere else uh, because it being such a wide ballpark. So, uh, but also then coming to a contender and knowing that you're coming to a contender to play for a chance to go to the World Series, that ramps it up a notch for you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we knew Sean Murphy was going to be a great defensive catcher. And to be honest with you, all we were asking Murphy to do was to play defense. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of shore that up a little bit no offense to Travis Darno, but he was not the greatest defensive catcher that there was and neither was Wilson Contreras they could hit okay mm-hmm. um you know we, we've seen that over the last couple of years just defensively they weren't that great uh and now you get a guy who in Murphy is now defensively great and now is hitting the ball as well and that mm-hmm. just you know makes it even more even more dangerous and now with Darno back those guys can kind of swap out a little bit uh, every once in a while. Darno can give Murphy a break, either playing DH or, you know, getting a day off or something like that. So, um, you know, again, we want these guys strong at the end of the year, and I think uh, that that will certainly help uh, with this DH, being able to swap back and forth with Darno. Now, is Oakland the stadium, is it a football stadium as well as a baseball stadium? It was. Okay, yeah. is that why it's so yeah. wide? Is that yeah. why the foul is so Yeah, the, the uh, old Oakland Coliseum, it's it's one of those old-timey, old-style ballparks. Uh, it's been around uh, years and years. The Raiders played there. Um, you know, so um, 
yeah, it's just it's wide. It's it's old. Uh, it's terrible shape. Uh, that's why they're moving anyway to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, when the Warriors played in Oakland, um, you know they couldn't get a stadium. They couldn't get a new stadium built. You know, and and you're talking about the world champion. Uh, you know, Golden State Warriors playing in Oakland, and they couldn't get a stadium built, so they moved. Uh, they mm. moved. Um, uh, where they moved? They moved. They didn't move far away, but they just moved across the river or something. Uh, so, um, you know, that's um, that that happens, and that's kind of what Oakland is having to go through. And the A's are moving out. Same way with the Raiders. Mm. Uh, you know, the Raiders were going to go back to Oakland, and I guess they couldn't get a stadium done. And uh, Vegas came calling, and they got themselves a nice new stadium, uh, and they moved. And that'll be the same way with Oakland. They're moving. Uh, is it so, official? Is it official that the A's are going I'm, to I'm, Vegas? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. You know, the problem is uh, the the Vegas triple. Is it Triple A in Vegas? I think. Yes. Uh, the, the Vegas Triple A team draws more than the Oakland A's do right now. So um, that is a sad oddity for um, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, but I look at Tampa. Check. Look at Tampa. You know. Uh, Tropicana Field is horrible. Um, mm-hmm. So I we went to Tropicana Field. I told you this before. We went to Tropicana Field back in the mid '90s. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and when we were in Tampa, and it was there was nobody there, uh, and and A Rod was in town. You know, he's still playing with the Mariners at the oh, time. Wow. So so you know it, that's just uh, yeah. I'm surprised uh, Tampa hasn't moved. Uh, they had talked about building a new stadium uh, somewhere close in Tampa, but they never could get it done. And, and again, that's all about um, how are you going to fund it? Uh, you know, is, is the, the county taxpayers going to pay? And trust me, I know this a lot. And in, in me being in politics, um, taxpayers having to pay for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But what kind of economy does it bring in? Um, you know, you're talking about uh, hundreds of thousands of people uh, you know, to let, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about it. When Atlanta built their new stadium out in Cobb, uh, Cobb County, um, they built Truist Park. Well, there's a reason that they did that is because they wanted to control a lot of the things going on around it. They couldn't do that in the middle of downtown Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. And so they moved and they were able to build things around it. The Cobb folks said, yeah, come on, we'll help you. We'll help you build a stadium. Well, when you've got, uh, what Atlanta's over three million in attendance, and when you've got that much coming in, um, you know, like this weekend is graduation at Murray State, which my daughter is participating in that. Uh, mm-hmm. Congratulations! So, well, thank you. I appreciate it. She still has two years of grad school yet left yet. So oh. <laughs> send your, please send your donations. Um, so, um, um, but when you have, um, you know, the hotels and stuff here are full for this weekend because. Uh, you can't find a hotel uh, because it's graduation. And so mm-hmm. we know the importance of what Murray State brings into this economy. And that's, you know, some don't look at it that way. Uh, and some, you know, think about it way too late. But when you got three or four million people coming in um, every year to your economy, and that just adds to your hotels, your restaurants, you know, those getting gas and things like that, you know, some mm-hmm. people find it a benefit, some people don't. So, uh, and Oakland is just one of those that's going to eventually lose uh, all the things that they had, you know, with the Raiders uh, that had a great fan base. They would sell out uh, the the A's, uh, even in their dominant years, uh, the late 80s, early 90s, um, you know, they, they would sell out. But even, the, even when they've been good these last few years, you know, they're only getting 10, 11,000 people coming to the game. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, it's it's time to move on. So, what do you think? So, I know we're way off topic, and I'm sorry, guys, but hey, we'll get back. We're we're, we're known for that, you know. That's yeah. What we're, that's what our fans love us for. Um, I heard there's rumors of a guy trying to bring Major League Baseball to Orlando. Yeah, he was wanting to, you know, move an expansion team there or something. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of places. Uh, Nashville has been one mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Salt Lake That's City. Uh, 
That's the other one yeah, I was going to bring up to you, Nashville. Right. Salt Lake City. Nashville's been mentioned more than Orlando has. Um, mm-hmm. And even uh, maybe Salt Lake City. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, the uh, Titans are getting ready to build them a new stadium. Um, my wife and daughter went to uh, the Taylor Swift concert mm-hmm. that was there last Friday. Um, and 70,000 people. You know, in Nashville alone, let's just look at it this way. This is the benefit of having a stadium like what the Titans have, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so in Nashville alone, and there's, there's two places, two concert, there's three concert venues in Nashville, maybe four if you count the T-Pack. There's Bridgestone Arena, which hosts the majority of the concerts. There's mm-hmm. old, what they call old municipal stadium, which Don't has been – uh, yeah, which has been around for a long time, uh, and it has ho- it has ho- hosted many a concert. Uh, one of the times I saw the Eagles, I saw them at Old Municipal Stadium. Um, that's, the last that's, time the old, that's the old arena, isn't it? That is, yep, yeah, that is. And and those okay. two arenas, Bridgestone and Municipal, are not that far away from each other. Uh, just a few blocks, as a matter of fact. Uh, then you got the Titan Stadium, and you got what's called T-Pack, which is where. They have a lot of Broadway shows and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but Titan Stadium alone. So last weekend, um, and this is what you miss out on if you decide to get rid of all of your teams and all that stuff. Last weekend, Janet Jackson was in Nashville, I believe, on Thursday. Taylor Swift was there for three nights, Friday, Saturday, wow. and Sunday. They were expecting half a million and more people in Nashville over the weekend. And if you mm-hmm. look at Taylor Swift's concert alone, 70-plus thousand people showed up at each night. That's how many tickets yeah. they sold. Wow. Uh, Sunday nights, unfortunately, was delayed because of rain and didn't get finished till about 1.30. Fortunately, my wife and daughter went to the Friday night show. That's what 70, I was hoping they did. Yeah, 70-plus thousand people alone coming to Titan Stadium to watch Taylor Swift. Okay? Mm-hmm. So – that's how much they were expecting. So you're expecting half a million people coming to town. Can you imagine how much revenue that brings in to you. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but, but Nashville alone with, with uh, the Titans getting a new stadium, uh, not sure what they'll do with Nissan Stadium. Uh, you know, it hadn't been, to be honest with you, it hadn't been around that long. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's a potential site uh, if you wanted to turn it into a baseball stadium. Uh, you know, that's potential there. So, anyway, but Nashville's been talked about a long time, but, but before Orlando was talked about, I think, to me, honest with you, Orlando might not be the greatest place uh, because you got so many things in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you'd have to go back and look at how the Magic would, would be doing when they brought NBA uh, basketball there. Uh, they're not bad, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of things to do in Orlando uh, between Disney World and Universal you know, that's Orlando is kind of the whole, uh, uh, you know, the whole tourist capital in Florida. Uh, there's so also there's a minor lot of stuff hockey. There's yeah, also and, minor league hockey. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you look at well, look at L.A., uh, you know, a lot of people were curious at how, um, you know, why does football not make it to L.A. for a long, 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 long time? Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of stuff to do in L.A. And now, of course, they've got two teams there. Uh, and both teams are are doing are are doing fairly well, um, but let's face it: in LA, the king of LA is the Lakers. Um, uh, you know, the Dodgers and the Lakers; those are the two kings. That one um, hurts right now. That one that one hurts a little bit right now. <laughs> so, yeah. So those are the two kings. But but now you know the Rams are back and the Chargers. So so anyway. But but I to me personally, I hope Nashville gets a shot at it. But but I don't know if we need another expansion team to begin with. Um, you know, if you're going to move a team, okay. Um, if you're going to, you know, because let's face it, you know, Miami uh, might not have been the greatest place to put a team. You know, they don't draw the greatest. Uh, Tampa the same way. They're not looking to build a new stadium. They don't draw the greatest. How about let's move a team instead of let's, you know, uh, bring on an expansion team. So. Anyway, I, just, I, I think it's cool to debate and think about. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, well, I guess we need, unfortunately, when you talk about Wednesday night's game, which was a lot. Yeah, time. I was trying to avoid that. Yeah, no. Um, you know, Braves hey, lose four game. to one. Yeah, good game up until the fourth. Uh, yeah, Dylan. Dylan yeah, looked good. Yeah, that's when the Red Sox got their, uh, 
you know, got their run. Uh, and then, you know, they, yeah, they scored one in the seventh, and, and they scored two in the ninth. The Braves got uh, two in the sixth um, to tie it up, but unfortunately – uh, they came back in the seventh and got a run. Yeah, the bullpen the, game, you, you had is one. Is this the two, game that Ronald hit a, a mammoth, a, a giant home run? Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, Another one. Yeah, Dylan Lee, you know, Dylan Lee, two and a third, two and two thirds. Uh, Matthew is the one that gave up the two runs. Uh, and then A.J. Minter gave up the other run. Um, on a, And if he, again, um, he walked a guy, guess what? It led to a run. Uh, he actually walked two guys uh, that led to a run. Uh, so there's the struggle. Um, you know, uh, Danny Young an inning, uh, no runs. Chavez an inning, two strikeouts. Nick Anderson an inning and two-thirds. Iglesias pitched two-thirds of an inning, uh, struggled, gave up two earned runs. And Jimenez finished it up. So, um, you know, offensively, um, you know, several – you had – Ronald had two hits. Riley had two hits. Rosario had two hits. Uh, Darno and Harris each had a hit apiece, and that was it. Uh, mm-hmm. So two, four, six, seven, eight—only eight hits. Um, so uh, and you know, equate that to the. Let me go back to the night before and uh, tell you. Um, so three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, wait. I'm looking at the Red Sox. I hate that when it pulls that up first. I don't mean to pull that up. So the night before, we're talking about uh, Tuesday night. Two, three. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve hits and scored nine runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, only eight hits the night before and only scored two runs. So you can see that even though the hits hits weren't as great in that Tuesday night game, we still scored twelve. We still scored you know the twelve runs or whatever we right. scored nine runs. So right. anyway, anyway, um, we move on and it's the Blue Jays this weekend. Um. So if you had to pick a, a pitcher in a Offensive player for the week for this series. Who who would you choose? Well, Charlie Morton would be number one because he pitched a great game, um, and and I'd had to go Sean Murphy, the other guy. Yep. Uh, just because of what he had, so I, those would be I, my two two guys. Yeah. You you read my mind. Exactly. Yeah. And and this um, weekend the the weekend series it's Strider, Elder, and don't know who's going to pitch on um, on on Sunday. That has not been decided. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we'll see, and I guess that's all going to depend on uh, possibly who's pitching down in Gwinnett, uh, whatever, whatever. But that hasn't been decided, and so we'll have to wait and and see. So, uh, but um, uh, Bassett, Chris Bassett's going. Uh, Barrios is going uh, on uh, Saturday, and then uh, Kikuchi, who I don't even know, is pitching on Sunday for the for the uh, Blue Jays. Um. Bassett was with the Mets last year, wasn't he? Bassett was with the Mets. Yep, he was. He's yep, pretty decent for them. Yeah, he's I not bad. Know. Uh, not not bad. Uh, and again, you're pitching for a pretty good Blue Jays team. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you never you ever know. But this is a good lineup, and and it's going to be a struggle. And uh, you know, you take two out of three from uh, you took two out of three from the Orioles. You know, if you can take two out of three from the Blue Jays, I would suspect that would be. Um, uh, cap off a pretty good week. I'd I'd say so. Um, you know, they moved the, the it was already a hitter friendly park, and they moved the fences in even more in yeah. Toronto. So yeah, I'm expecting yeah, you know, a lot. Their, their ballpark's been around a yeah, their ballpark's been around a long time. I can remember when it opened, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it had a hotel there. Uh, you know, it was it was kind of top of the line uh, ballparks. Um, you know, uh, dome stadiums, whatever. It was kind of top of the line. So um, it's uh, it's old now, though, in terms of, of ballparks. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the oldest. Um, although it was it was great back in the day. So, uh, but uh, you know, it's it's Blue Jays, uh, then it's uh, good old Texas, uh, and then um, come back home. Um, is that right? Come back home. Uh, yeah, come back home, and we've got the Mariners, um, Dodgers, uh, and then the Phillies come to town for four yeah. games uh, over the um, Memorial Day weekend. So there we go. Yep. Yep. Well, I'm looking for some. Looking forward to some good wins this weekend and yep. heading into Texas. Yep. Yep. Let's uh, 
let's get some good wins and uh, uh, hopefully uh, get us uh, get us a good split, or at least a, a, a series win against the Blue Jays. That would be that would be a plus headed into yes. the next week. Definitely. Yep. Um. Uh, so I say died on Wednesday, Sunday. Who you got? What's, what's uh, yeah, yeah, looking at especially since he hadn't pitched, that would be kind of his time at Gwinnett. Yeah, I would probably say Dylan Dodd's going to be the guy they call up. Awesome. Um, that's about all I got. You got anything else to add before we get out of here? Nope, I'm I'm good. Let's uh, let's just get us a, a good um, series win against the Blue Jays and uh, head out to head back to Texas. Well, guys, thank you for listening listening to us ramble for the last hour. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, just uh, if you would, if you were in, in, interested in, you can follow us on the Twitters at I'm at F3 Motley Crew. The show is at Ethos Braves, and Kyle is on Twitter. I can't remember his Twitter name, but um, <laughs> sorry, Kyle. Um, Jeremy, you're on Facebook. Still am. Yep, that'd be me. <laughs> so. um, yep. And you can follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts on any listening platform. Yep. Um, for Jeremy and Kyle, uh, this, this is an Ethos Brace podcast. As always, go Brace. Go Brace.